This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today we are thrilled to be joined by the amazing, the brilliant Joey. Hello, Joey. Hi, thank you. <laughs> quite We're an introduction. So <laughs> I know. Well, it's all earned, all earned. Oh, um, we're so thrilled to have you and to talk about this because you have worked on some of our previous episodes as research. And you sent us this message. After our spoiled Saturdays on uh, the new Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie came out, and you were like, I have some thoughts. <laughs> and yep, yep. I was like, oh, I haven't met you in person, but I can tell we would get along. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yes, yes. Um, but one of those things that you wanted to talk about was the person, the character we're focusing on today, America Chavez. Um, so I'm so, so, so excited to do that. Before we get into that, because this is a very special fictional women around the world, can you introduce yourself to to our audience? For sure. Um, yeah, my name is Joey. I am a producer here at iHeart. I work on, again, I, I'm a researcher for Stuff Mom Never Told You. I also work with Bridget on There Are No Girls on the Internet as an editor there. Also, Insider's Got to the Other Side. Kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. But I also am a huge comic book fan. I'm a huge Marvel fan. So definitely was excited to hear about this episode. <laughs> and yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's one thing I wanted to ask before we get into the meat of this character is what what was your experience with comic books and with this character specifically? Yeah, so like you mentioned, I 
had emailed you when that earlier episode had come out. I've been reading comic books since I was a teenager, and America Chavez and this character, this series that she kind of the Young Avengers that she she originally really shows up in has a special place in my heart. Um, personally, <laughs> I read it when I was sixteen, and it was the at least for me. I think I'd seen other queer characters on screen and in books before, but this was one of the first times it was like really felt like a there was more than one queer character. I feel like this definitely was kind of the like glee period when there was like the token gay man <laughs> oftentimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, and I, I just I I think this was the first time I really remember seeing characters that I really related to and felt represented by even in this like context of, you know, traveling between different universes and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, it was super impactful for me as a teenager. Um, again, it was like 2015. Still mm-hmm. wasn't super, you know, there wasn't a lot of queer characters on the mainstream at that point. So yeah, this series definitely means a lot to me. And America. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like the, when we talk about I guess here I'll, in here I'll put my standard Marvel disclaimer. Marvel's been around a long time, <laughs> which means that there's a lot of like retcons and different interpretations and just like reboots of the same character. So it can get very difficult to rankle when you're trying to explain it. Um, as I know we're going to to all go through together in this episode. Uh, and it's really <laughs> fun in some ways because if you're somebody who knows a lot about it, you'll just be like, well, obviously when they were like time traveling in this in this alternate dimension and <laughs> Samantha yeah. should be like, hold up. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. I have to have a lot, I have a lot of questions. I am not good when it comes to timelines and literary things. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. How do you just retcon <laughs> something that this doesn't, I don't get it. But I like well, I'll accept it. <laughs> well, that's very gracious of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're yes, welcome. but like despite all of that that's going on, like monsters and time travel or whatever, at the heart of these, I think at, when they're at their best, there are these characters that we connect to no matter what. And that's when we talk about the importance of representation. And that's something I've thought about a lot too, where I'm so happy to see it, but it also makes me so sad about how happy I am to see it as if like I'm like a starved, like, oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, yeah. So I, I've been experiencing that a lot lately. So these characters are so very important. Um, and I look forward to hopefully more like them in the future. <laughs> yes, but all right. Let's get into America Chavez. Can you kind of break this character's history down for us? For sure. So, yes, again, because this is Marvel, this is the most condensed attempt at making it coherent. They also kind of tell her story backwards, which I think they do with a lot of their characters. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. So America Chavez is Marvel's first queer Latina superhero. Took them till 2012 to have a queer Latina superhero. But, you know, uh, they did have lesbian characters in the past. They did have queer characters in the past. They actually had a queer Latino character, so male uh, Latino character. But this was their first queer female Latina character. The LA Times put it as her comic book backstory has been reimagined over the years, but America is generally depicted as a sharp-witted, confident Latina lesbian whose mothers died in order to save her life. 
And again, I think that gets a little bit into some of the criticism of Multiverse Madness, which I could talk about later. That's... <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would have never found that as her character because I do not read comic books and all I got was from the movie. So, wow. Okay. That is For a sure. complete different <laughs> depiction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's... The second superhero to use the name Miss America, the first one being a character called uh, named Madeline Joyce, who is from the 1940s uh, Timely Comics, which would later become Marvel Comics. She was one of the original like Captain America characters that showed up. I don't know a ton about her character. I don't think there's really anything in common with <laughs> this Miss America, America Chavez, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. America's superpowers include superhuman strength, superhuman speed, and interdimensional travel by kicking star-shaped holes between dimensions. And she has these star tattoos on her arm that match the kind of portals that she makes, and they glow when she does. It, it looks really cool in the comics. I wish they'd <laughs> stuck to that a bit more in the movie, but yeah. Wait, so they um, took away those other two uh, strengths in the, like, I, I'm, I know, I only know the movie, yeah. but they didn't show any <laughs> super strength or speed, so I'm somewhat confused. But, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, okay, keep going. Um, <laughs> so, her origins were retconned recently. I'll get to that a bit later. I, I'm going to stick with this origin story because this is what they showed in the movie too. So, I think Marvel's going to stick with the original story. We'll see. But America Chavez is originally from an alternate universe called the Utopian Parallel, which is supposed to be this kind of perfect universe within the multiverse. It is a matriarchal society. It might be all women. I'm a little confused about that, but all of the characters shown are women, which is kind of cool. She has two moms, so she's a second-generation queer woman. I think that's cool. And her moms have similar powers, although it's not really clear if they can do the multi-dimensional travel too, but they definitely, like, they have super strength. They're superheroes within their universe. When America's a child, her universe is attacked by a mysterious force from another dimension, and her moms end up sacrificing their lives to save their daughter and save their dimension from these creatures. America's grief, however, drives her to create a portal to another dimension, which she jumps through. She ends up in Earth-616, which is Marvel's main kind of universe, and then spends the majority of her childhood and adolescence sort of jumping around through different uh, dimensions. Also, she is apparently the only version of herself across the multiverse, which isn't common because, again, like a lot of Marvel's other characters, there's different versions. Again, you saw like in Doctor Strange, there's all the different Doctor Stranges. I think that was also in the movie, like she was the only version of herself. So that's something that makes her unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopping through universes, I think would be cool, but also very confusing. But oh yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. And then this character was fairly recently introduced, right? Yeah, she. so she was originally introduced in a series called Vengeance, which came out in 2011 by Joe Casey and illustrated by Nick Dragota. She didn't make a huge appearance in the series, so I'm kind of going to skip over it a little bit. But she is introduced as a member of the Teen Brigade, which is this kind of vigilante group of teenage superpowered people who are trying to free other superpowered teens from government facilities, which I think is a theme that Marvel does a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, she doesn't make a huge appearance in the series, but she does. The important thing is at the end of the series, she leaves the team under mysterious circumstances. She gets in some argument with them and leaves. You'll find out why later. But her current kind of personality more comes from the 2012 Young Avengers run, which was written by Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, which was a series I talked about earlier. This was one of the first things I read with, like, really well-rounded and kind of fleshed-out queer characters. So... Yeah, I I love this. Uh-huh. So out of curiosity, are these comics still around? Like, do, have they expanded? I know they're coming to the phase of filming. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing so, with like, the Kate Bishop release and all of that. Yeah. Young Avengers is interesting because they did... There's two different Young Avengers series. There's one that started in 2005 and then ended, and then it was picked up again in 2012. And then that arc ended, I think it was about a year and then all of the characters have kind of made appearances in their own, like Kate Bishop right. again is like a major character. I really should know this, but I, I, I'm not totally sure. I, I remember hearing that they brought Young Avengers back. I'm not totally sure if that's true. A couple of the members became a, like Avengers Avengers. So I don't know. I don't know what they're doing uh, with that. But hmm. they're definitely, yeah, they're, they're 
they're making their appearances in the movies too. So I yeah. I don't know. There's been a lot of speculation that this is where the MCU is going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got like we talked about it. When did we talk about? It? We talked about like there's like five things that they're kind of setting up, and I think they're testing because they're like, which one yeah. should we go with? Um, but they are certainly introducing a lot of the Young Avengers characters, and a lot of those characters really resonated with people. And these comics did did resonate with people. So can you kind of break down America Chavez in The Young Avengers? For sure, yeah. So just to preface, The Young Avengers originally was created in 2005. That's where you get characters like Kate Bishop, uh, Wanda Maximoff's sons, Billy and Tommy, who go by Wiccan and Speed, and Cassie Lang, Eli Bradley. He's in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He becomes a patriot. All these characters introduced then. This series ends with the team kind of going through a couple traumatic events. They decide to part ways. This is where Kate kind of goes off and does her Hawkeye run with Clint. And yeah, so this is where the 2012 Young Avengers starts (laughs) and America Chavez (laughs) is first introduced. So the story begins when America is approached by Kid Loki, who also, again, uh, makes a number of appearances in Young Avengers. And Loki tries to persuade her to kill Billy Kaplan, Wanda Maximoff's son, um, (laughs) who goes by Wiccan. Uh, He has similar powers to Wanda, including reality bending. And again, at this point in the series, he's dealing with some traumatic events and some depression. So Loki frames it as Billy has the potential to cause some kind of destruction in the multiverse, similar to kind of what happens with Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. And so his solution is we should just kill him now so that that'll never happen. America is appalled by this proposition. And she goes to Earth-616, which is where Billy lives, which is where, you know, most of the events take place again, to protect Wiccan. She makes a point of telling Loki that she hates going to Earth-616, so she definitely... (laughs) is serious about this. (laughs) Um, And then you find out, because it's Loki, this was his plan all along. He is a trickster, so he wanted her. He knew that if he outright asked her to go protect Wiccan, she wouldn't do it. But yes, this is what leads her to join the Young Avengers. Wiccan tries to perform a spell that goes wrong, and he brings this sort of multi-dimensional parasite into the universe. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As one does. As one does. Right. (laughs) America saves him and his boyfriend, Teddy Altman, who I think also might be making an MCU appearance soon. I don't know. I heard, like, rumors that he might be in one of the Captain Marvel movies. We'll see. Where does he come from? So is he like oh, off screen yeah. and one of the Hulks? I don't, I'm so confused so, now. He has nothing to do with the Hulk. Again, is, here I am. Very, yeah. I love it. This is... <laughs> I feel like kind of, I would never do this, but I kind of want to feed you like the most ridiculous information and see how far I can take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, what is happening? <laughs> what? Well, right, so know. he doesn't have anything to do with the Hulks? He doesn't have what anything the hell? to I'm skipping over some of the like weirder characters in Young Avengers. <laughs> it goes all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. but he has nothing to do with the Hulk. Right, of course. Read Young Avengers. Read Young Avengers. That's what I want to say. Okay. Um, but he's related to Captain Marvel. That gets complicated too. <laughs> so okay. we'll see. So they come together. America saves them. Yeah, they're together. America saves them. 
America joins the team and they reunite with a couple other members of the Young Avengers, including Kate Bishop. And they travel around the multiverse trying to fix this spell. And at this point, for the majority of the series, you don't learn a lot about America's backstory. She's definitely kind of the like really stoic, like punch first, ask questions later, kind of badass with a mysterious past kind of thing. And there's a couple times where like the other characters try to get her to like explain why she's there and why she's like protecting them. And she's like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything. And then towards the end of the series, it's revealed that they end up in another dimension where basically Billy Wiccan finds out he's at one point, again, he's a reality bender. He at one point is going to become this thing called, I'm going to say this wrong. I don't know how to pronounce this. The Demiurge? The Demiurge? It's some, like, weird word, but it's some, like, he's going to become this, like, space demigod, as one does. And he actually is going to be the character who creates the utopian parallel where America's from. So America, when she was a kid, she really looked up to Wiccan. She saw him as this hero that she really wanted to emulate. There's a cute little scene of her, like, as a kid, dressed up like him. It kind of parallels how, like, Kate looked up to Hawkeye and then wanted to become like him, and Billy really looks up to the Scarlet Witch. And then she also kind of, when she gets her bit at the end where she talks about herself finally, she talks about how, like, there's this, you know, guy that I had looked up to my entire life, and now I'm realizing he's just as much of a mess as I am as a teenager, (laughs) Um, which is cute. There's, yeah, it's... So there's time travel in this? The... <laughs> There's what? not. What's happening? <laughs> this is. <laughs> There's not. Um, it's Marvel, and they don't okay. explain it, and that's the only explanation I have. Again, <laughs> it's. I'm a nod. So like, I, I love it. I'm a nod. I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's another dimension. It's another universe. That's supposed to be the explanation. I don't know. But it affects her. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I'm no, I'm Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yes. So, last little bit about Young Avengers. At the end, it also, America comes out as a lesbian for the first time at the end of the series. Um, remember, I said she was part of this, the Teen Brigade. Another one of her team members who calls himself Ultimate Nullifer, which I, I don't know why. I feel like that says all you need to know about him. He shows yeah. up. He's mad at her because they had a brief, like, they had kissed and he was, like, in love with her and then she ran off. And he's mad about that. She's like, dude, I'm not interested. I'm a lesbian. So that was cool. I, I, again, going back to one of the things I love about Young Avengers is of the main set of characters, all but one of them are queer, which I think is super cool. I hadn't seen this. I thought, this was made in 2012, which again, like, I feel like, again, I think the only other thing I saw with like queer characters at the time was Glee. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely, yeah. Kate Bishop is the only one who's straight, although personally, I think America and Kate should be a couple. Um, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Yes. <laughs> what would be their <laughs> ship name? <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> so I can't believe I'm admitting this publicly, but um, yeah. the one time I've actually written and published fanfiction on AO3 has been America-Kate fanfiction, which is America Chavez and Kate Bishop. <laughs> Yes. There it is. Yes. You already have it. Amazing. So, it is. I, I'm... I, you I, know Andy's going to go look yeah. for it, right? I love fan fiction. I, I love Andy's going to go look for it. <laughs> if you can find it, let me know, because I've lost track of it. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. This is my perfect oh homework my assignment. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to start I remember when being... I was like 16. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's even better. Oh, oh yeah, perfect. I know. Definitely. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm waiting for that ship to make a comeback. We'll see. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can make this happen. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. we can make this happen. All right. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, as you said, uh-huh. this was it was a big deal, like that this there were these queer characters and queer representation in this comic, even if it was as recent as 2012. Although I will say I started reading comics. I read comics when I was a kid up until my teenage years, and then I dropped off and then I started reading them again during the pandemic. And I read one that had a queer character where they was like very they were very openly queer, and I was still shocked. So it's still like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, um, it was well-received, right? Yes, yeah. It actually, I mean, within the queer community, it won a GLAAD Media Award, which is kind of cool. I think the original, I think the 2005 series also won the same award because they introduced Wiccan and Hulkling, who are a couple. But yeah, it it, it had fairly good reception. Uh, America's character also seemed to get fairly positive reception, which, I, again, you guys have t- talked about, isn't super common with newer female characters, unfortunately. She made a couple of appearances following this in Marvel's A-Force, which was an all-women interdimensional superhero team. Uh, It was a brief series they did in 2016. I don't know how much they kept up with that, but it was cute. It was fun. Uh, She also makes an appearance in The Ultimates, which was a team started by Captain Marvel to address and solve extraterrestrial and extra-dimensional threats before they reach Earth. And she works alongside, like, Black Panther and Monica Rambeau, who shows up in WandaVision in that series. And then she also joins the West Coast Avengers with Kate Bishop. So, yeah, she, she definitely, you know, Marvel... I think, realized that she was a character that that had potential and that people liked. And yeah. Yeah. And then she did get her own solo series following this, too, in right. 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written by YA author Gabby Rivera, who was, again, going back to the, like, she was Marvel's first Latina writer, which is great. It also took them till 2017 to hire a Latina writer. So... Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's interesting <laughs> to point out, around this time, the Comicsgate kind of thing happened, which if you know about, like, Gamergate, it was similar. Uh, Rivera was targeted by this. The series was still published and did fairly well, so, you know, I guess wasn't a very successful campaign, but whatever. Right. I think I saw a TikTok uh, of her because I, I I'm cool and hip. Uh, I I know TikTok, <laughs> but there was a, a, a TikTok of her answering questions a little bit about Chavez and the character. And of course, we have all of the gatekeeper keeping bros who were like, "Oh, this character was da 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 da," and she came in in defense and was like, "Hello," and had one of those moments of them accusing her of not knowing the character and her being like pulling up the book going, I wrote the book, like having that moment as (laughs) well. So it's always fun to see those embarrassing moments for them. Uh, meaning the trolls and I love to see it, but I I did see that recently, but yeah, it's really sad that it took till 2017 to a, have a Latina writer 
writing about a Latina character that's yeah. been around. <laughs> but at least they did it for the solo stuff. So what is involved in the solo adventures of hers? Yeah, so there's been two. So there's the series, and then there was another solo series following out. I, they, they're kind of connected, so I'll talk about both. But Rivera's series uh, follows America as she attends Sotomayor University, which is a fictional university named after the Love Supreme it. Court Justice. Love to see it. It Yes, it's fun. It's kind of half coming-of-age story, half multiverse adventure. So it is following America, attending classes, learning to be, you know, a better superhero, and then also, you know, traveling around the multiverse. I found this quote from Rivera that she gave in an NPR interview. Definitely recommend listening to this. It was it was really interesting kind of talking about the character. But she said, about America, I want her to be goofy and relatable, like every Latina character for the most part, with the exception of Jane the Virgin and Ugly Betty, are these tough, no-nonsense, all I do is eat bowls for breakfast. And we can have those stories, yes. We can have all the Rosa Diaz's, and like, let's also have a Rosa Diaz, and let's have her be goofy and have a moment where maybe she cries. Which I think, again, as much as I love Young Avengers and I love America's character in Young Avengers, I do remember when I was reading it around when it came out, there was some criticism of it, like America sort of falling into the like angry Latina trope or like angry lesbian trope. Both of those kind of intersect. So one of the the angles that Rivera wanted to take with this was to give her, yeah, like make her, you know, let her have fun and let her, she goes through some relationship drama. She goes through some, (laughs) you know, all the things you deal with as a 20-something starting college. <laughs> and, right. Um, yeah. And she's still, you know, super tough and badass. And yeah, it, it's fun. It's a cute series. Uh, she also wanted to dive more into America's backstory and particularly her Latinx identity. America is from another dimension, so it's interesting how they kind of, they pull a lot of like the sci-fi elements and also like the Latinx diaspora One of the quotes from the series that I think sums it up pretty well is from America. America says this, After my mom's died, I left the utopian parallel. I found spaces on Earth where little brown girls blended into the scenery and became part of the family. Still, I was a tourist everywhere, lifting language and culture from the love of people who weren't my kin but held me as their own. So this kind of storyline is continued in her next solo series, which is called America Chavez, Made in the USA. Uh, It's from 2021, and it was written by Kalinda Vazquez. And this is, we learn a little bit more about what happened to America after she left the Utopian Parallel. So the first place she ends up is Earth 616, uh, where she she lands in New York City, and she is adopted by the Santana family in New York City, a uh, Puerto Rican family in New York City. And she's kind of raised by them, but then when she's a teenager... She leaves home after an argument with her adoptive parents. She wants to go out and keep being a vigilante and using her powers, and they want her to keep it a secret and kind of stay safe, try to be a normal teenager. So she leaves home. She ends up kind of jumping around through... Again, this is what starts her, like, jumping around through the multiverse and all these different communities. This is also where we get the retcon, (laughs) which (laughs) I'll go into really quick, because, again, this is the most recent iteration of her character in this series, the America Made in the USA. America finds out that she has a sister named Catalina, and she tells America that her moms were not actually 
from another dimension. They were actually human scientists from Earth-616. The Utopian Parallel wasn't an alternate universe, but it was a private island owned by a billionaire named Dr. Gales. And America's moms were scientists who were working for a cure to a disease called Edges Syndrome, which their daughter, America, had. So they were kind of bribed into like, come work for us and we'll help you cure your daughter. And then, of course, you know, the billionaire ends up being evil and tries to keep them trapped there. And America's moms... (laughs) don't want to do that. So they, you know, they end up getting killed by Dr. Gales and America escapes. Catalina is stuck on the island still. This, again, this is the, Marvel retcons a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, I don't really know if they're going to stick with this because this also kind of messes up the whole, like, is Wiccan going to become this, like, demigod figure thing? And then they also use the original story in the movies. So we'll see. But as of right now, yeah, she is from Earth 616 again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lots my gosh. Yeah. Well, and, and that's also what we're about to talk about. That's one of the things that confuses me as a comic book reader. Is they yeah. do, they like, it's hard to keep track. And so when they're doing the movies or the shows, they pick and choose a lot of stuff that they like, which mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily, like, even connected in the same canon before. Like, they would pick a part of this story and a part of this story and a part of this story. So I get so confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's... Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, because I, I think they're trying to... There's been... Okay. One thing I remember they did recently is they, they retconned the Maximoff's storyline. So they're, as of now, not actually related to Magneto, which I think they did because they wanted it to match up with the movie. Yeah. But then that takes back, like, 50 years of comic books. I don't I don't know. Again, like, who's to say where they're going <laughs> with this? <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah. Uh, the runner dude, the brother is the son of, oh, my God, there's so yeah. many things happening See? in my head spinning. Why is this See? happening? <laughs> I was like, that took that's me a minute, too. Ask. I was like, what? Because, right, that's that's yeah. the thing. It's like he as the runner kid. I forgot the name. Um, Quick, yeah. <laughs> we know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then yeah. doesn't have a twin. So that was all levels of confusion. And then we have that and the Avengers. And now they're, they're coming together. I'm like, oh, parallel universe. That explains everything. But it obviously doesn't. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer, 
Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in, for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love the angry texts I'll get from Samantha, like when WandaVision yes. was coming out. I felt <laughs> yeah. personally I attacked. So I'd get confused. a text from her that's like, this doesn't make any sense. It's it him didn't. or is it not him? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not in control of the content. Why did they do this and why yeah. are they still doing this? Is my I can question. tell you what I know, but I can't tell you what they're doing. <laughs> and then when you tell me, it makes me more mad because I'm like, that makes no yeah. sense. What is yeah. happening? Also, because it it, really in the it. movie now, <laughs> the twins are, there's no twins in the 616. They're gone. They don't exist. So how, okay, keep going. Whatever. I, okay, my approach to reading <laughs> comics, which I'm sure people are going to disagree with this. I, I, at this point, just like look at it the same way I do as reading like fan fiction, where I'm like, if I don't agree with something, I'm sure there's going to be another series where they're going to like, completely erase that and turn it around and write the character totally different. So I don't right. need to pay attention to this That's, decision this writer I made. I do that too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do that too. I, my headcanon is excellent. And mm-hmm. I also, Samantha knows, I've had this rant. I am of the firm belief that at this point, any franchise is 78% fan fiction. It's people who oh, grew up 100%. reading it that were fans and are writing what they want to write. And guess what? I could do that too. All right. <laughs> so out of curiosity, because we know in the DC world, you two, they have had long-standing series like Superman and Batman come through with so many variations because we had the series from way back when, even with Catwoman. I don't see that much with Marvel. Did I miss that whole before like the beginning of uh, Iron Man. That's the it's the first one, right? Um, mm-hmm. That was originally out. Was there another series? Was there other other set of movies that I missed that had these characters out there? They did Agents of Shield. I think that's about. But that was after. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about before. Oh. I have a fun rabbit hole for you. <laughs> See, this is what happens. There's a Thor movie you can find from the '80s. Oh my There's god! A- okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I forgot about that. There's a bunch of Spider-Man content. Um, 
which Spider-Man is very interesting in ownership, who owns it. But Spider-Man has been around quite a bit before that. But yeah, not 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 to the same extent. And that's actually a really fascinating story that is for not this podcast, but it's kind of about <laughs> like bankruptcy and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. But anyway. Okay. Because <laughs> okay, yeah. that's what I was trying to figure out when I was thinking about DC. Batman has been around since like the original series was what, 1970s? 60s? Long time, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, and then they've had variation upon variation to the point that we're used to DC doing these things to their characters. And outside of your right, Spider Man, I haven't really seen that happen. And they're trying to interweave the MCU oh, the characters. Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, the Hulk. Well, the Hulk, they just completely pretend like that. Oh, like they make side but there's jokes. There's a show. Uh, Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, there too. was a show. You're right. I think they you just were maybe right. they didn't have the maybe cultural that's the one okay Zeitge is much Zeitge yeah. is not a term um. <laughs> okay I can't I'm I can't remember now. if it was a movie or a TV series but I did have to watch a little bit of there was like a Captain America series that was it's really funny it was from like the seventies that mm-hmm. is, okay it's, okay. Terrible, but it's it's so funny. It's to just terrible. Yeah. I like that. It. It's just terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just really find it interesting as where DC just like, eh, we're just going to start over, scrap it, start over. Marvel has been like, we'll at least somehow incorporate with a side joke about it, I guess, including like bringing back the Fantastic Four people. Oh, look, we brought in this random character to be a part of this because we're going to talk about it soon. Don't worry about it, as well as bringing in X-Men to Marvel. They're like, oh, CC, we're going to... But, like, they can't just erase it, so therefore, (laughs) they try to retcon stuff, I guess. I'm very confused. Speaking of all of these things, what is the future of these shows, specifically America? (laughs) So, at least in the comics, the next thing Marvel has set for America is she's going to make an appearance in their Voices series, which is has already... Started, they actually did a, a Young Avengers uh, story within. It's it's supposed to be like covering marginalized voices in particular. They did one about a couple. Of, it was actually about Tommy Shepard, who's Wanda's other son. He has super speed like Quicksilver. He's also bisexual, and his boyfriend is also a Young Avenger. They did a mini comic about them for this series that was super cute. Would recommend it. But yeah, America is set to make an appearance in the series alongside Loki, uh, who, again, she has a a long-time sort of rivalry slash tentative allyship with in Young Avengers. So definitely interested to see where they go with that. I would love to see America and Loki interact in the MCU. We'll see what happens with that. So we're talking kid Loki Mm -hmm. here. Yes, yeah, this is... Did Kid Loki die mm. in the Le- Loki series? <laughs> so, I mean, that... Y'all remember? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Did well, he really... Comics Kid Loki? Because that's another story, too. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm talking about the actual series, because right. I know Loki's yeah. supposed to come back. I, I just didn't know if there was an open stance to have Kid Loki being a bigger part as, as like, an opening for that. But did Kid Loki die? I don't think he does. I think he's still there. I don't think he died, but they didn't. They kind of like jettisoned all of those character stories. They were like, we don't know what happened to them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. (laughs) We'll come back later. (laughs) Just checking. 
Because that's one of the few that I'm like, okay, I know where he came from in the in the TV series, which is a complete, yeah. I know, different conversation. But I'm like, all right, <laughs> he exists. Oh. The twins <laughs> exist. Samantha exists. Kate Bishop exists. Yeah. I know that the young ant girl will be yeah, around. Yeah, Cassie Lang. Name, yeah. But yeah. there's, like, that's just, I just read about her. And, of course, she exists, but not as a superhero quite yet. Yeah, I definitely think... Kind of what you were saying before about, like, they're, I think they're testing a bunch of things now. <laughs> yeah. And I think they know. This has been one of my issues with it. Obviously, it's great that Marvel at least is taking some steps forward and in including queer characters. I don't think they're really committing to, like... Like, yes, they introduced Billy and Tommy as children, and then they introduced America, and they... She wears like a rainbow pin in the in the sh- in the movie, which I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised that they like even mentioned or like made a reference to the fact that she's not straight. But like, yeah, they're not bringing up the fact that she's a lesbian. They show that she has two moms, but yeah, they're not talking about that at all. So we'll see. I I think they're like kind of bringing out these characters because I know like it'll make people start talking about like, oh yeah, we're including more queer stories, but then they're not actually putting in the queer story right. part of it. Right. Right. We'll see. It it does seem like they're mentioning things just to get credit for it. Kind of like yeah. how uh, in The Last Avengers, they had the all-women team up. And it is a part of the story in that they do exist in the comics. And I, I did see people uh, like tweet or write about it. But the way they did it was so hokey that it seemed out of place, yeah. even though it can be referenced as, this is, uh, you know, canon. However, they did it in such a bad taste and so overly, like, paraded that it became almost tokenized to be like, see, we like women. Here you go. (laughs) Type of thing. (laughs) And it seems like that's what they do with all of those levels of, like, you have these opportunities to do this, but you're not executing it very well. And I'm trying to figure out if it's just because you refuse to have those people who actually connect with that, whether it's queer people, women, in in the writing room. So, therefore, it just becomes hokey. For sure, yeah. Completely glazed over. Or cut. But that's uh, just my cut opinion. completely. Or cut. Or cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I okay, I still haven't seen the new Thor movie. I know I need to do that, but I I've that that's another one I've heard like mixed things about how they handle like I, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not gonna say anything. But yeah, <laughs> I, I know they they have not they they have an a, a weird track record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is like um, I know we talked about it in our spoiled Saturdays episode on Multiverse of Madness, but I'd love like your quick opinion on it because listening to you go into detail of this character, it's like like Samantha said, it feels so kind of watered down, and she was such a like as I feel often is the case with women in the the MCU, is they're the secondary character and very expendable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But they're kind of just propping up, like, these male characters uh, that have been there. For sure, yeah. I think, again, I think you guys did a really good job of, like, breaking down a lot of my issues with Wanda (laughs) in that movie, so... That is a baseline. With America, I think I I I have a tendency now to go into Marvel movies with super low expectations. <laughs> and I think with this one, I again, like I was pleasantly surprised to see, like, oh, they actually brought up the fact that she has two moms. They had her wear a rainbow pin. Like, what? 
which I saw it with, you know, one of my friends who has no context for any of this. And she, like, as soon as she came on screen, she was like, wait a minute, is she gay? Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> which I don't know. I mean, again, like, I guess they they did a little bit of that. But at the same time, it was like, I don't know. It, it, that It's 2022, you did the bare the minimum. The bare minimum, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then that aside, like, I think the, fa- the actress was fantastic. I think she was, you know, she did a really good job of portraying the character. It was a little bit weird to see her story framed as, like, a tool for Doctor Strange's story more. Because, first of all, they don't interact on the comics, which obviously, like, that doesn't really matter. Marvel can do whatever with their movies. I I don't expect them to stick to the comics. But one of the things I think... This is something I keep saying that I think annoys me about a lot of their newer female characters they're including, because I saw the same thing with Kate Bishop. America Chavez is a character who is shaped by a lot of the women in her life and a lot of the older women, a lot of whom are women of color. Those are the kind of characters that inspire her to become who she is. She's really inspired by her moms. She's really inspired by characters like Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau and, you know, even Kate Bishop. Like, they're really good friends. And you don't see her interact with women. You see her, like, interact with her moms who instead of having them, like, die to save their dimension. They're killed in a weird accident that's never really explained. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, and then it's like she she gets all of her confidence from Doctor Strange, like a white male character who honestly, like, doesn't even treat her very well. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it, that was weird to me. I think Hawkeye didn't do this to the same extent, but one of the things that I know you guys brought up in that episode, like, Kate Bishop, one of the aspects of her story was she was assaulted. And I get that that's a difficult storyline to deal with, but at the same time, it's like she really was motivated by a desire to help other women in her position. She was really, she was mentored by characters like Jessica Jones and Mockingjay, who's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She She's not a huge character, but she, like, there's all these women in her life that she looks up to, and they kind of just made it just Clint. And her dad, mm-hmm. who is the one who's actually evil in the comics, and her mom <laughs> dies. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it, I think Marvel, like, they definitely, they're like, we're going to include some more female characters, but with limits. They can only be kind of like the mentee, like the the character that's got to learn how to be confident and, and you know, whatever. And But they can't be like the, they can't be the mentor character. They can't be... Mm-hmm. Their confidence has to come from the men in their lives, which I think is an interesting message that they have right, right now. Yeah. And then they either die or become so powerful and get evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get evil. Yeah, yeah. But I'm so disappointed that Kate Bishop doesn't meet Jessica Jones. That would have been an amazing... Oh, yeah. Like, the commentary and the dialogue in itself would have been hysterical. But why? I, I would love to have seen that. It's so good. I, again, like... Young Avengers, like any Marvel series, is super chaotic. <laughs> it, it gets really corny at some points. It's incredibly 2005. But, like, I would so recommend reading it. It's got... Kate. Kate's an amazing character. The twins are both amazing. Like, all of the characters in that series are really fantastic. And we'll see. We'll see what... I, again, <laughs> I, I think it's... <laughs> it's too soon to say with a lot of them, but I, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my biggest 
issues on top of all this other stuff is I feel like they just don't give the newer characters they're introducing who are a lot of them women or marginalized people as much depth. And so like in the comics, they might have it. But in the MCU, they really don't. And so, like, a lot of characters, I'm like, but you're so, like, why do I care about this character? Because you gave me no real reason to. They're just right. sort of there. Um, right. So I'm hoping that they'll they'll move away from that. But, yeah. Right. America, I think America yeah. also, like, she's one of those characters. She, if there's any character, like, you can compare it to, she's definitely, like, a Thor kind of character in the, in the within, like, Young Avengers. She comes up and she's like, Already, like, she knows she's powerful. She's very confident. I think she's, like, she has some, like, internal... She doesn't really know what she's doing with her life. She's trying to figure out what, you know, like, her purpose and all that. But she she's confident with her abilities. And I think that part of the story was missing. And you, you that's not something you get a lot with female characters. I think they tried a bit with Captain Marvel. I don't know. I have my own criticisms of that movie. But, like... It's not a, a kind of trope you see a lot with female characters. I think this is a female character where you had it and they decided to take that away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow.
Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I have a question. What are your opinions on the newer shows like Mrs. Marvel and She-Hulk? I have not seen She-Hulk, BT-dubs. I I love Miss Marvel. Um, I actually think I again like I'm I'm white. I can't speak from that, but at least from an outside perspective, I think like the way that they handled her story is probably better than they have other characters so far. Right. Um, which again, I think they had women. They had uh, Muslim creators. They had Pakistani creators on the show. Right. I think that really helps. I loved that show. I thought it was fantastic. I think that also is a good kind of way that, I, I don't know, I know there was criticism of them changing her powers, which I get, but I think comparing it to things like, yeah, like America, I think they did, they did right. a much better job with that. Right. She-Hulk, I don't know yet. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I think, um, I think I'm going to wait till the series is over before I make a judgment. Okay. I, I definitely, you know, I think it's fun that they're trying new, like, like, it's cool they're trying to do, like, a rom-com type thing. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I don't love that they made her, like... I, I definitely agree with a lot of the criticism that they definitely made her look like a, like, much more toned down than... She doesn't look like a Hulk. She looks like, you know... Right. A, yeah. Women, you know, beauty expectations. Right. All of that. <laughs> That's um, fair. Yeah. That one, I, I think... I have more conflicting feelings about that one. I think, like, yeah, that that wasn't yeah. really an answer, but <laughs> I get you. We'll I see. like it. I like it. Yeah. You are very reined in until the conclusion. Then we'll talk about it. I do find that funny when you're talking about that because I always think of uh, cartoon characters that make animals into being feminine, and I'm like, but why? <laughs> why are yeah. we making this bear it, look like he's, they've got hips and breasts? This is very odd. It has I'm to not be sure what to do with all of these things. <laughs> and then, of course, a bow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so. I I think that reminds me because there there was <laughs> on TikTok there was like a filter that like made you green. Like it was like the she hulk yeah. filter, which. First of all, they also added like fake eyelashes and lipstick and all. Like I remember trying it and I was like, I I don't know. I'm I I felt like I looked ridiculous because I was like, I just look <laughs> like I'm wearing a lot of makeup right. right now, and I'm green. But there was also like well, I can't uh, I can't remember her name, but one of the like one of the like Olympic Olympic athletes that's been super on TikTok, who's like super buff, like put the filter on, and it was like this is. Yeah, like you, she should have looked more like this. Like you're actually like super buff. And you like so you look I, like it. Yeah, I, Marvel doesn't want to give their female characters muscles for some reason, even when they have super strength. Which I don't know. Maybe America's. I, again, I love the actors who played her. I don't. Yeah, but like they definitely they don't want to <laughs> give women muscles for some reason. No muscles. Oh yeah, we've talked about that before. <laughs> People are. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. For Some sure. people are uh, particular about that. I'm enjoying She-Hulk. I read a funny article about it the other day that was like, wow, it's so low stakes. And this is great. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that part's fun. I didn't really realize. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think like there's like a couple episodes left. It'll probably get high stakes then. But so far, it's been pretty like, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And with all of this stuff, which speaking of... 
Thank you so much for being here, Joey. This was for a delight. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> so fun. I'm glad to have somebody, Samantha, it's always like, what are you talking about? I'm glad that we can like bounce off and Samantha can interject yes. and be like, wait a minute, the two of you, <laughs> hold on. I'm just here to be like, what? Okay. Which is great. <laughs> we need that because otherwise a lot of listeners will be like in the same boat, but they won't be able to say anything. <laughs> um, but you also um, are working on an episode on Scarlet Witch and religion, yes? I am. Yes. Uh, so... This has kind of started, I think people have been talking, there was a, like, the Washington Post TikTok guy did something about this, but one of the criticisms about the MCU's take on the Scarlet Witch that I have and a number of other fans have had is that she, in the comics, is, not only is she of Jewish descent, she's also of Romani descent. So she is supposed to be a Jewish woman of color. Uh, she's not particularly religious. She's more like culturally Jewish, but yeah, her dad's Magneto. It's a big part of her character. I obviously like with any older comic book thing, they don't always handle, you know, their characters of color very well. They definitely lead into a lot of stereotypes about Romani people, but at the same time, it definitely, they, they Marvel did whitewash her first of all, and then they also took away her Jewish identity. So there's kind of the dual issue there of Romani erasure and Jewish erasure. Personally, I also think that these identities really affect her kind of powers and how she's kind of presented as like a witch and some of the like dehumanization that happens with her, which I I don't know. I think it was... I think Marvel could have done some much more interesting plot lines if they'd kept that in, uh, but they did not. So yeah, I, I am very excited to talk about that. Scarlet Witch is one of my favorite characters. I'm also, I'm Jewish too, so this is like, she was also like one of the first, you know, really explicitly Jewish characters I remember reading about in comics and being super excited about, so... Another one that's close to my heart. Exciting. Yay! I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I'm excited to be confused by this, too. Oh, yeah. No, that... I. If you thought this was confusing, I mean... Yes! <laughs> it's... The, so all exciting. of the Scarlet Witch stuff is... It goes all over the place. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm, ready. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm I am so excited. So uh, ah. Oh, Samantha's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, look forward to that in October, hopefully. Listeners, and thank you, thank you, thank you again so much for being here, Joey. This was so great. I love this. Yeah, of course. Yes. Do you want to call out where people can find you or just? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pat, not Pratt. It's P A T T. That's my last name. People misspell it as Pratt, P R A T T, all the time. So it's Pat, not. P-A-T-T-N-O-T-P-R-A-T-T is, yeah. Okay. You can find me online. 
<laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, well, do that, listeners. Um, and as always, if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Superhero, indeed. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.